for joining us as we hear an anointed word from Treasure Coast Victory Center. All right, we ready? All right, let's do some declaring, okay? Lord, we thank you for it is your will to bless and prosper us financially. We declare that our God shall supply every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Every need in our lives now bows to the authority of his word. We anoint ourselves with the fragrance that attracts the favor of God. Favor surrounds us like a shield in Jesus' mighty name. We sanctify our money and rebuke the devourer of our blessings in the name of Jesus Christ. We release the blessings that have been held back by the principalities working against our prosperity in the name of Jesus. We declare that we'll be rich. I'm going to say that again. We declare that we'll be rich in wealth, health, and the things of the spirit. We speak to all the resources that have been assigned by God for us to pursue and overtake in the name of Jesus. Glory. We shall be plenteous in goods and abound in blessings. And in the name of Jesus, we call on our resources from the north, south, east, and west. We command the earth to yield the fruit of our seed and that the windows of heaven be open over our lives to release the blessing because we are faithful in our tithes and offerings. Joblessness has to go. Poverty has to go. Lack has to go. Debts have to go. And they have no part in our lives because God delights in our prosperity and has a plan to give us a hope and a future. And we declare victory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to go over a few announcements that PT gave me. Your homeworks are in the back of the sound booth and anything other than that with the quizzes and stuff, please see Ramona. Okay. So homeworks are in the back of the sound booth. This Wednesday, we have anointed teacher, preacher, Sue Skinner. Woo. This Wednesday. And then what else? Oh, then Sue, you're going to share. Susan has something to share today. Thanks. I have a praise report. <laughs> uh, last Wednesday after church, Emily and I were leaving, and um, it was raining. So we were heading down on US-1 and just driving down the road, and all of a sudden we just got rear-ended. And it was really shocking because, you know, we weren't at a light or anything, and you don't expect that, and you can't see the speed of anything coming behind you with, at night, you know, with lights or anything. And it's amazing how much goes through your mind and what you think about in a few seconds, because I'm sure it all ended in a few seconds, but what went through us. So anyways, we got hit and pushed, and I was thinking, oh, gosh, okay. Well, then we started rolling and rolling and rolling at least three or four times. And as all Emily and I did was just scream out to Jesus. Both times, our car was just full of screaming out to Jesus. And then when it finally ended up, we're upside down, and I heard her beautiful little voice said, Grandma, are you okay? And I was just like, oh, thank God. So we just, um, we hung upside down until the paramedics got there, because my roof was all glass, and it was dark, and we didn't know where to fall. I mean, everywhere we could feel was just glass. So we just sat there and thanked God. The whole time, we just couldn't stop praising him. I was so grateful to come in today and just hear all praise songs, you know. And uh, we started praying for whoever else in the other car because, you know, we can't see out. We don't know what's going on. So um, I don't know if you saw, but Emily and I are great. <laughs> I mean, we were able to get out of this. I mean, we didn't even go to the ER. I just have like an acid burn from the airbag and... Of course, the bruise from hanging upside down to the paramedics got there. But uh, it was your life changes and you realize, you know, you just everything kind of goes into perspective, you know, and it's like we couldn't let go of each other and we couldn't stop thanking God. When we got out, I see it was just one person there and it was a young man and he was just rolling on the ground screaming. He was all covered with blood, his face. I couldn't even see his eyes. I didn't even know. It was just all blood. So I went over to pray for him, and he's just screaming out, are they okay, are they okay, tell me they're okay. And I kept telling him we're okay, but he was just like totally just so scared, you know, and he's like, I was just trying to pass you. So I guess he was like speeding and just kind of hit the corner of us, I don't know, and we just went rolling. But anyways, I laid down, I mean, I kneeled down and just prayed the peace of Jesus Christ into him. So keep him in your prayers, because you know, young kids, you know, it's 
hard for them what they go through, you know. So anyways, my race is not over. (laughs) And Emily's just starting her race. (laughs) And she knows it. Let me tell you, we got home and we both just, we realize there's absolutely no word that expresses gratitude. When you go through something like this, there isn't a word. There's nothing you can say. It was like our words meant nothing. I, I just felt like there isn't anything. God, I, I can't. There isn't a word that I even know. I can't stop holding Emily and hugging her and just so grateful because you don't think about a little something happened to a little kid, you know. And I'm just so grateful. So, you know, we just were grateful. Emily made all kinds of promises to God <laughs> and to me. <laughs> and she's keeping them. She's confessing her sins. And <laughs> she got convicted. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> you know? And I mean, it is, it is a life-changing event. Do you know what I mean? And um, I'm just grateful. I'm not only grateful for our health, but I'm grateful for the recognition, the moving forward, still being able to hear, you know, to do it. So, you know, when we have little kids, we just need to love them, give them a big hug. You know what I mean? Just hold on to them because everything can change in a couple of seconds. You know what I mean? You just don't, we just, we take life for granted, thinking the next few moments are going to be there, right? We really do. And we're very blessed to have what we have. So I just wanted to share that and praise God. (laughs) Come on, can we give it up one more time for for the grace of God, for the love of God, for his angels, for divine protection, for the one who is a way maker when there is no way. Huh? For the one who is our divine protector when we need protection. Can I hear for the one who continues to heal and bless us and keep us no matter what? Can we give it up a little bit more for Abba Daddy who loves us so much? Who loves us when in spite we don't deserve it at times? When we're a hot mess and he continues to be with us? You have to be a blood-bought daughter and son of the Most High God to have divine protection like that. Come on, people. We walk in his goodness every day. It may not look like it or seem like it, but he's there. Hallelujah. Huh? I remember when I got a call from Tazleen with an accident. She was on the turnpike on her way back to school. And I'm at work, and she calls me. All I hear is her crying. I'm like, what would have happened? What would happened? Tazleen, I hear someone in the background. You okay? Are you okay? Well, you know, mama thing just went like, what happened? I'm like, put him on the phone. Put him on the phone. You know what I mean? Had a turn. She, she was on a turnpike. And spun three times on the turnpike, okay? Three times. And then landed right on the side in the grass part, safe. When I tell you how God is real, come on, people. But I was on my way. I was flying there. But I'm telling you, when, I, when, when you see the car, it, it didn't, no airbag came out. Just the side got into some little grass or something. I don't know. But all I know is the Holy Ghost is real. And I don't care what happens or goes through my life. I have to look at all the times that he's been so faithful to me and my family. He's just been so faithful. I'm telling you, and even at times where I just don't want to pray, where I'm like, Father, I don't even want to acknowledge you today. He's still so faithful and he still loves us all so much. And I thank God that his love is not conditional. His love does not act like how we act. If that person is the nice, we don't want to love on them. He doesn't, he's not like that. He loves us because it's unconditionally. That's a good daddy. Yes. Yes. Glory. Do you want, you want to say something before I get started? Okay, I'm standing back there. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning. All right, I'm going to read you out of Hebrews chapter 2. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Let me tell you that behind these things that happen to us or even attitudes that happen, I have a friend that talked to me about loneliness. I have a, a possibility of a mentor that I've been realizing there's fear 
behind all of that. And let me tell you what these verses mean, because we've been delivered from the fear of death. All right? Okay, so here, here it says, we're, it's talking about Jesus. For as much then as the children who are partakers of flesh and blood, guess what? That's us. Jesus also himself, likewise, took part of the same. So we share in a human flesh nature, our bodies. And Jesus, there's an, it took part, partook is one word, and took part is another. So that Jesus, the perfect God, came down and put on flesh and blood. And we know that. But it, then it says, because he had to die. So through his death, he could destroy all right, that word destroy actually means make ineffective, make unemployed, make idle. Just picture him in a wheelchair, unable to move, ineffective against us, all right? So, all right, through death he might destroy, make him ineffective. Him that had the power of death, that power, that word actually means the dominion of death, Okay, so we go back to the basics. We're all born out of Adam, so we're born into sin. There's not our nature. It's not that we don't go to hell because we've sinned or done wrong. We actually have a nature of death within us already when we're born. So the dominion of death belongs to the devil throughout all of human relations because all of us are born into sin and there's no what's the reward for sin is death am i getting to are we okay so far okay so the dominion of death was the devil's all right and jesus actually died so he could make ineffective the one who had that dominion okay are we are you following me or shall we Okay, so the devil had the dominion. We were like going down a river in the middle without a boat, without a lifesaver. We were about to go over the falls into destruction. No way we could be helped. Okay, but Jesus took on that death and deliver them. Um, God, deliver, I'm trying to remember exactly what that word means, but it is that same picture of going down the river with no help, and then God comes and he takes you. He draws you out of the water to himself. And there's another verse and it says, he transplants you into the kingdom of his dear son. There is no other way that you're going to die ever if you have Jesus living in your heart. Okay, so deliver them who through fear of death Hello, we're never going to die again. So if someone is lonely, it's because they're f afraid that they're never going to have someone. All right? And the, off, the thing that the Lord showed me for that is just simply lift up that loneliness to Jesus, considering he understands it. He prayed alone in the garden. And let it be a sacrifice unto him. And honestly, it works. <laughs> All right? And, or if it's something like uh, fear that you'll never be what God wants you to be. So that's, that was for me, because I, I want a mentor. I'm not sure that I can get one. And God, will I ever be what I really want to be? Well, that's fear, because he's already made us who he wants us to be. And everything in us involves him connected with us. So we are going to become and be that which he has called us to be. So through fear of death, we were subject to bondage. We were subject to be fearful in every area to step out into our destiny. And yet, Jesus has delivered us from that. We are already who we desire to be because God lives in us. We are God creatures. We are, he has predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. Thank you. Thank you for letting me do that. I love you guys. Love you. All right. Let's get started, okay? Uh, turn to Isaiah. Isaiah 54, before we start, I'm just going to pray, okay? Thank you, Father. 
Thank you once again for allowing me to minister to your people, Father. I pray it is not me, but Father, all of you. And Lord, we just thank you that you use my vocal cords today, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that we continue to go in power and anointing and blessings, Lord God, and that there is a fresh outpouring today, fresh revelation, just a freshness, God, fresh bread in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that everyone who is blessed to hear the words today, Father, there will be no interruptions, no distractions right now in Jesus' name. And Father, every ear, spiritual ear and hearts is open to receive what you have for them today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Isaiah 54. Now, let me tell you, when at first I was studying and I was like, okay, I have a word and I was waiting to get a call to preach. I'm like, I got a word. This is it. I love it. But when I was asked on Friday and I started studying, the Lord completely did a 360 on me. And it was not what I thought I was gonna when I was asked. I'm just ready. PT asked me because I got a word for the body. But see how the Lord does me. And I explained to you for those who haven't heard me preach before. I'm, I'm more of a prophetic type preacher. So what he does is he gives me a fresh now word for the people that need to hear it right now. Okay, so that's why he switched it up. And the things that I'm going to say to you today, you may not sense or feel that it's in your life. However, it's going to take place. And with the prophetic, you get the word, but you have to activate it and do something towards it for it to take place. Okay, so whatever the Lord speaks through me, I just if it hits you, it's not me in your business. It's just the Holy Ghost wants to minister to you because he loves each and every one of us so personally that he ministers to us like that. Okay, so I'm trying to think any other announcement. I think that's it. I think that's it. I just want to also real quick just honor my husband for uh, loving me. I know it's not hard. I hope it's not hard. (laughs) Everyone's laughing. Uh, (laughs) To love me and to um, encourage me and to just even when I feel a certain way, he gets me out of that feeling that certain way and lifts me up. And loves me despite it all. I mean, I'll tell you this really quickly. I had on pajamas, my head wrap, no makeup. And he was like, you look so beautiful. And I'm like, going to fall out in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> what are you talking about? But to have someone like that who just continued to speak to me. And when I told him I felt like I was gaining weight, told me it wasn't me gaining weight. It was my clothes shrinking in the dryer. <laughs> That's love, people. <laughs> That's love. Your clothes are just shrinking in the dryer. Okay, all of them are just shrinking in the dryer. <laughs> so I'm like, I love this. So ladies, you gain gaining weight. It's just your clothes getting shrunk in the dryer. Okay, I'm just going to help you with that. Okay, so I do. I thank you. Thank you for loving me. It's, it's, it's an honor to be able to do ministry alongside of you um, and to have a man like that. Because, you know, you think sometimes, I wish my young man had thousands and millions of dollars. No, I'm glad that he has all the money in the world because he loves and honors Jesus and that he loves me as Christ loved the church. All right, so those who are single, it says when a man finds, finds a thing, when he finds you, you don't got to go searching for him. He going to find you. But I tell you one thing, he's not going to find you locked up in your house, honey. God is not going to make him break your door down and break in to go, the Lord told me I just found you. That ain't going to happen. You got to work, do some work, do something, activate the faith of it, honey. Just get out, you know. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> Glory. Look. Hallelujah. Yes, receive it, honey. All my single sisters and brothers up in the building today. Glory. Like I already said, I apologize if you're a first timer. Thank you, Jesus. All right, we're going to go to Isaiah 54. Most of the time I'm going to preach out of the Amplified unless I say otherwise. Okay. All right. 54. Two. Thank you, Jesus. Enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched out. Spare not, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. For you will spread abroad to the right hand and to the left and your offspring will possess the nations and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for you shall be ashamed neither be confounded and depressed for you shall not be put to shame for you shall forget the shame of your youth and you shall not seriously remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. I want to really focus on two right now. Enlarge the place of your tent. Enlarge means to make larger, to increase in extent, to increase the capacity or scope of, to boost 
multiply or to grow. God wants to enlarge you spiritually first. Okay. He wants to, and, and, and he wants you to grow. Now I don't mean you say, Hey, I grew cause I went through some things. I grew from that or I grew a couple of inches taller. No, God is saying spiritually, he wants to enlarge you and to grow. And he wants you to get to the point where when things try to hit you and you know you've grown, things hit you and you're just not even mad about it anymore. When things hit your life and you're just like, I'm just going to let that go. That's growth. That's growth. Because when the enemy tries to hit you and you don't get take it so personally, hold on to that thing and let it grip you that you can't just go, no, devil, not today. Let me tell you something briefly. This past week that happened to me or our family on Sunday, we we're watching a movie and I heard something just go pop. And but my dog was barking to the front door. So I didn't think it was in my house. I thought it was outside. All of a sudden, I go and get a snack. There's water all over the place, all in my room, my bathroom, my closet, coming to my kitchen. I'm like, Ben, there's all this water. There's all this water. So we had a flood. So I'm up late cleaning that up because something like popped in my uh, master bathroom under the sink. So we're cleaning this all up. I don't go to bed almost two. I think it was almost two. Well, then I wake up and I'm telling you, one thing you're not going to mess with me is my sleep and my food. I don't care how spiritual we are. <laughs> if I ain't got any sleep and I'm hungry, hangry, I'm not going to do anyone any good. So it's 2 a.m. I go to sleep. Well, my husband's alarm goes off at 5. And I'm like, okay, I got to tell, tell on you on this one. So his alarm goes off at 5. My husband don't even get up out the bed at 6.10. So why your alarm go off at 5? Okay. So I'm getting three hours of sleep. So I'm trying not to be mad at him trying to say so spiritual. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. So it goes off. I'm up. I got to go to work. Okay. So as I go out, I got to get on my scrubs. I have my coffee. I'm walking out the door. Guess what? Coffee spilled all over my scrubs. Okay. So I'm already tired. Then I have coffee on my scrubs. So you might think, just go change your scrubs. And I would have. However, at work, we're taking a picture and we all have to be in the same color scrubs. Okay. So I'm in there okay, scrubbing my scrubs, okay? So I'm going to work in the car, all wet, stuff all over me. Scrubs all wet, okay? Then as I'm walking out, it starts pouring down rain on my head. <laughs> Come on, people. I'm being real because this is what the enemy does to get you out of your purpose and stuff. He comes and he hits you with the little things. So not only do I have a flood, not only did I didn't get much sleep, then the coffee spills on my scrubs. Then I walk out. Everybody who knows me knows how I am about my hair when it comes to the rain. So I'm going out thinking I'm about to have an afro for the picture with stains on my shirt, on my scrubs, and I'm tired. Come on. But you know what? I got in the car and I'm singing praises to God. Not today, devil, because this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, Jesus, I count it all joy when the enemy tries to come and gets me and gets me out of my place and my purpose. Come on, people of God. When Jesus is right there with you, you give him glory despite it all. I said, Lord, if my hair is an afro on the picture, I'm still going to glorify your name with an afro. I don't care if I got stains on my scrubs because, God, you took every stain away from me and out of my life. I switched it away. How the devil tries to put some, you, you tell him you perverted demon. You get out of here because, you know, what? I'm going to turn this around right now for, for the good and glory of God because you can't stop me and what God has for me today, who I'm going to minister today, even though I may be tired, have stains, have an afro. But, God, I will give you the glory because you have been too good to me. You have been too faithful to me for me to be upset and allow the enemy to keep me in a spot about scrubs and about coffee being stained and about a flood and about my hair. Come on, people. That's growth. That's growth that when you know something will bother you. And the enemy knows it. He knows what will get you. That's why he keeps throwing it at you and throwing it at you to the point when you raise up a standard and you like, thank you, Father, for the blood that it can no longer bother me because I know who you are and you are such a good daddy that it doesn't matter. Devil, back up. Huh? Thank you, Jesus. Woo, that wasn't in my notes. Thank you, Father. When he's enlarging, you've got to reject the smallness in your life. Huh? Enlarging means you're big. Enlarging means you've got to get out of your own thinking. Huh? Enlargement means you've got to let go of the small routines and your limited view of God. Many of us have a limited view of God.
He wants you to increase your thinking, increase in your love, people of God. Get yourself and your feelings out of the way. Do you know that is what holds us up the most is that we are in our feelings and our thinking and our emotions? That's what stops us from fulfilling our purpose and going forward in power for the things of God and for the kingdom of God. Come on, because I'm going to tell you, with expansion, is there's great change. You go from like this and then you're stretched out, like I said, to the right and to the left. You stretch. That's change. But I would tell you right now, change might be a little hard, but it's good when you look at it in the end. It's really good. Another story I'll tell you is that my, my job, I had a really, I had a nice job that I worked nine minutes away from my house several months ago. Really great job. Well, then another opportunity opened up for me that a friend was calling me and saying, hey, I really want you to come and meet my doctor. And me with my judgments, I'm going to be real. I'm going to tell him myself. With my judgments said, no, 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 no. I worked for a woman doctor before. Not working for another one. Nope. And I'm a woman. But I said, no, I would not work for another woman. She could forget that. My friend called me again. Tosh, just come and meet her. I don't know. It's too far. That's in Palm City. Too far. I'm telling this is, I'm, I'm being real with you. Because some of you are, I'm, I'm helping some people today. Nope, that, that's too far. Mm-mm. Nope, nope. Okay, okay, Tosh, I'm serious. You really just come, she's going to just wait for you, just come. No, I'm working late today. I'm not going to get to Palm City after six. So I, I don't think it's a good time. My friend texts me again. is like, she's going to wait for you. I'm like, what is going on here? I just said, I don't want to work for a woman. It's too far. And she's going to wait. Well, I wouldn't matter. I was being set up. And I didn't know I was being set up. And I'm telling you, some of you people don't know you're being set up even right now. So I go and meet her. I walk in. And I'm t- let me tell you something else I said. If the office is ugly, I'm not working there. <laughs> This office is going to be ugly. I walked in. It was beautiful. I'm like, wow, okay. Then I'm listening. There's worship music playing. What is going on here? I go and meet her. And after the interview, we're hugging. I'm like, Jesus, what is going on? So she's like, Latasha, I have three more people to interview. I'll let you know definitely by the end of the day tomorrow. Okay, okay. So I just got in my car. I'm driving home. Next thing you know, I get a call. I didn't even make it home yet. She was like, I want you. And I want everything that you, I'm going to give you everything that you said. Because I want you to work here. I'm going to call those other ladies and say, nope, I want you. So I just want to tell you that when you just trust God and get yourself out of the way, because I had my own judgments. I had my own stuff going on that I was like trying to hold that back. But when God is trying to open a door for you, and a lot of times we are the ones that is closing it, when he's like, I got it open, the key's already in the door, and it's open, it's ajar, and you continue to say, no, God, I was going to slap the Lord with what he was trying to bless me with. I was telling him, no, thanks. When what he was doing was trying to just truly bless me. I am in an amazing office with an amazing doctor who truly loves Jesus. I work for doctors who say, hey, we're Christian. Based on the fruit? No, you're not. But this woman right here in her heart is so steadfast to God that she allows me to have such freedom. She appreciates me. I'm getting paid the most I've ever had. I got amazing hours. She supports me. I mean, I was like, I don't want to work for a woman. It's too far. Now, 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 I can't do this. I can't. But the judgments. And I want to tell you, a lot of you have things going on that God is trying to do something for you. But you are saying, no, God, because of your own past. Because of your own judgments, because of your own religious traditions that you're saying, nope, God, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to let you bless me. Hmm? Your own ideas is what's blocking you from what God has for you. I'm telling you, you got to you got to learn to truly hear from God and filter out the other voices. You have to filter them out. You can't listen to someone else's opinion about it. Because if I would listen to someone else at my old job, why are you going to leave? We'll just go talk to other doctors and you can stay here and tell them that. If I were to listen to that, once again, I would not have been obedient to God and what he had for me. So you personally have to go in and say, filter this out. This is not just my opinion. It is not just the way I'm feeling. I'm not going to take a look or have it from my past and say, I'm going to use that to go ahead and make a decision. God is saying, hear him. And then you walk into that and you make that decision because that is when you are truly going to be blessed. When he truly can do the, the enlargement for you in your life. Okay. Listen to his voice, not the lies of the enemy. 
because he may say something to you and you may think it sounds like truth, but it is not. It is a lie. Every time he opens his mouth, it is a lie. If it does not line up to the word of God, it is a lie. All right, we're going to look at verse two again. Enlarge the place of your tent and let the curtains of your habitations be stretched. Stretch means to draw out or to extend oneself to the full length. Stretching is very uncomfortable. If you remember a rubber band and when you stretch a rubber band out how it looks, it starts changing colors and then you kind of scared like you don't want it to let it go so it don't pop on you because that's like one of the worst hurts except like a paper cut. But instead of the rubber band, you stretch it, that thing hits you, you like, oh, Jesus. But I'm telling you, being stretched is a really good thing. Being stretched is allowing the Lord to get ready to launch you into something that's amazing. That's being stretched. huh? Being stretched will allow you to take that hurt that you have from whatever it was, people in the church, your family members, the person who you had to talk to at work. Being stretched, well, you will take that hurt and say, you know what, devil, I'm no longer going to have to have a grip on me. I'm letting that thing go. I tell you this, I, I've been hurt too. I'm just going to be real. We've all have. We've been very hurt by my people. I've been hurt by people in the church, out of the church as well. You know, but I had to go, you know what, I, I got to cast this down. I can't sit there and base my purpose on what that person feels about me, what they say about me, how they react to me. I got to cast it down because the Lord just spoke to me even again last week and said, there are many people you have not reached that are assigned to you and your anointing. Hallelujah, that was good. And I'm going to say the same to you. There's many people have you have not even met yet that is assigned to you and your anointing. What God has for me is not just in the four walls and the same for you. You have an assignment, people, that only you can do. So when we get so caught up in stuff that we are dealing with, we can't go out and minister to anyone else. So even if you're not assigned to me right now, you're not hearing anything I have to say, that is okay. Because God is saying there are people that I have to talk to and minister to and break things off of their life and get them free. And I don't have time to deal with excuses from people or the lies or the accusations of the enemy that I have to stand in what God has said about me and fulfill my purpose. And the same for you. You got to fulfill your purpose. And as as PT mentioned today about we truly got to love people. Ooh, that's a good one. Because we will say all day till we're blue in the face. I love you. But knowing deep down in our heart we're hurt, we don't really want to talk to you or anything. But when you are stressed and you know who God is, you love people despite it. That's a true, that's a true sense of, of maturity is to love them despite it. When you're kind of mad, but you're like, Lord, Lord, I'm letting this go. And you go up and hug that person anyway. That's being stretched and loving them. Huh? That's being stretched. It may not be easy, but I'm telling you, every time I am stretching, I still do it each and every day. I thank God because it teaches me so much as far as character and integrity. For him to use me, I can't sit here and say, oh, yes, Father, I want you to go ahead and use me to speak to your people. And I have none of these things, no character, no integrity, no love. I tell you, but every time it teaches me his faithfulness, it teaches me that I can trust him. Because I'm telling you, when you are stretched, no one can say anything to you. You're looking like, back up. I'm not listening to what you're saying. But I can tell you, even, I talk this, I I say this, um, even when I was stretched when it came to me preaching. You know, even today, I still get, and I won't call it nervous, but I still get a stirring in me like, oh, Jesus, are they going to receive this? And I've been preaching since, I think, 2013. I just found my old iPod, and I happened to plug it in and look, and I guess my daughter's put a video of me preaching from 2013 I'm like oh it's been that long but I'm like even since for six years and then I get up I still have this (laughs) what are they people gonna say what what are you gonna say father through me I don't know I but I had to just go like because I have to depend on the Holy Ghost I can't do this without the Holy Ghost and when I get too arrogant or prideful I'm like so I can get up there and preach I don't even care but then that's a problem but every time I still get up and speak to you because I know how precious you are to the Father and I want to make sure the things that I say that he uses me to say will bless you and encourage you and stir you up and lift you up 
I don't want to get in here and just speak and go forward with my flesh and how I really want to say things because you all will probably walk out. And then you'd be telling pastor on me and saying, don't give her that mic again, ever. Because <laughs> everything she said was flesh. <laughs> it was not in the spirit. You know what I mean? It's not the spirit. But I had, to, I had to be stretched to be able to get up here and get behind a pulpit and then not just rely on my notes, but also just rely on the Holy Ghost because there are times when you don't have notes. I, I remember one time years ago, we were asked to, well, Ben was asked to preach at another church. And then he called me and it was a Sunday night and he called me and was like, I can't do it because he was at work. And I'm going, okay, so what does that mean? <laughs> you you going to FaceTime the word? What, what are we doing? Because I'm not doing it. And he was like, well, you got, to, you have to. No, I'm not prepared. I, no, 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 I'm not doing it. They, they said, you, you have to go and preach it. I'm, I'm just not doing it. Well, you are. And he like hung up. So I'm like, what the, are you serious? And then I'm getting mad. <laughs> no, I'm not doing, I'm calling everyone. I called pastor. He didn't answer. I'm calling there. No, no, what, what, the Lord does that to you, right? When you're like, I'm getting on the phone. Nope, no one's answering. You're like, no, I'm not prepared, you know? But when I tell you, when I went into this church and I told him, sorry, my husband's not coming, he sent me instead. And I told the bishop at the time, like, I don't have any notes and I really don't even know what I'm going to say, but I just trust the Holy Ghost. I'm just going to get up there. And one person did answer the phone and he told me, you're full of it and you just got to go. And not full of it, but full of it, the Holy Ghost. Okay. (laughs) Let me clarify. Full of the Holy Ghost. So that also stretched me to teach me, I just got to rely on the Holy Ghost. Because in my flesh, I was not doing it. In my flesh, I was getting mad at my husband. Well, you know you was going to preach. Why you got to work? You know, but I had to say, you know what? God just stretching me here. And once I did, and when I tell you, I had a really good time ministering at that place. They don't really operate in the, in the Holy Spirit. And when I was done preaching, people were falling out and I was praying. And it, see, when you trust God and you get yourself out of the way, you allow him to do great things in your life. You allow him to do enlargement in several areas in your life. Huh? Amen, God. Let me tell you about also something that's going to stretch you. Stretching you means you have to make room for the new and the new people that God is bringing in your life. Because let me tell you, people of God, people will stretch you. Relationships will stretch you. Let me say it again. Relationships will stretch you. A good friend of mine in Georgia, we were talking years ago and she was like, man, we love ministry. It's just the people. Well, we all know the people are the ministry, right? So I tell you, people will stretch you, but the, the people, the relationships will stretch you, but it stretch your nerves, but it also will stretch your prayer life because you will learn so much to pray for other people who's working your nerves and you'll be praying for yourself. See, the thing is with relationships is that we need them. We can't have a relationship with our father and we don't have them with other people. We have to have the relationships. The relationships is what teaches us forgiveness. It teaches us kindness. It teaches us unselfishness. And honestly, we can't learn any of that stuff by ourselves. So you got to have the people that are going to be around you, who's going to clap for you, who's going to cheer you on, who's going to have your back and be there for you. But you also need the people who's going to speak into your life when you're doing stupid stuff, when you're in some mess, when you're up, at, you're down in the ditch and you're not trying to come out, you're sitting in the dong. Those are the people you need to have pull out. And when they do do that, you can't get mad at them because they're speaking truth to you. Because one thing I tell you is that people who talk into my life, I know they love me. I know they truly do love me. And sometimes when things are said, yeah, it hurts. Because I'm like, gosh, that's, that's truth. But at the time when you're getting it, it don't feel like it's, it's truth. Because it's like getting, you're getting stabbed because that's the sword hitting you. Bop, bop. But you need people in your life who not only loves you and will clap for you and to cheer you on and have your back, but you need people who will be able to speak into your life the hard things that you may not be even hearing from God and God sends them to speak into your life and you gotta listen to that. Now, I'm not saying everyone who comes to your life and speak things in a correctional rebuke is God because sometimes it's not. It's jealousy. It's envy. So you gotta discern that. However, if you know someone truly has your heart and you know that you love them and God sent them because you can sense it, you discern it if it's truth. 
and you know they love you, then take that what they say and take it to the Father and say, Father, reveal it to me and what I'm doing or what I shouldn't do. Don't get quiet on me. We need people that's going to cover us in prayer. When I tell you more than ever, Pastor Tom Becky, myself and my husband, the leaders, you, we all need to cover in prayer because we are not immune to the enemy's attacks. We are not immune to feeling a certain way or people hurt our feelings. We're not immune to that. It seems like we get it even more because we're sitting here going, okay, because the enemy wants to take us out for the word that's in our mouth so bad that he'll try anything. So I'm going to ask you to continue to cover us in prayer. I'm going to tell you this too. If you are tired, if you are feeling unfulfilled, if you are feeling unfruitful, then God is saying to you today that you need to enlarge and stretch. You will never see a miracle ever unless you stretch in your faith. You won't ever see it because stretching involves entering into a new season. And if you want your season to change and you need to get out of the old one, I say it again. If you want your season to change, you, 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 you have to get out of the old season. You can't stay in the old and expect God to do something new and big in your life. You can't keep going in the same circle and expecting God to do something miraculous. You just can't. He doesn't work that way. He doesn't. He wants to bless you. He wants the greater for you, but you are holding your own self back. That might be hard to hear, but it's the truth. And I tell you this too, if situations, if you continue to be in the same situations, if they continue to continue to rise in your heart, keep uh, keep arising in your life, unfortunately, once again, you are definitely the culprit. So if it feels like you're going backwards, you got to ask the Lord, what are you holding on to? Is it offense? That's when you let go. Is it the anger? Is it still hurt? Is it that you're murmuring and complaining all the time? Is it that you're listening to gossip? Because you are the one who has to make the determination to say enough is enough. It's time for you, people of God. You have to lengthen your cords, lengthen your reach, go beyond where God has you right now. And if you have to ask forgiveness for something because you weren't obedient in the first thing he told you to do, then ask forgiveness and move on. Trust him. Trust God to take you to the better places. He's going to stretch you to the better places. And I tell you this, if you feel that you're already deep in God, God is saying go deeper. If you are saying you are reading the word every day, then God is saying it's time for you to get more revelation. If you are walking in love, then it's time for you to love even harder because that's what he is saying to do to stretch you and to enlarge you. Let's go to Deuteronomy 12. You guys all right? Thank you, Jesus. Deuteronomy 12, 20. When the Lord your God enlarges your territory as he promised you and you say, I will eat flesh because you crave flesh, you may eat flesh whenever you desire. The main thing I'm I'm hitting on is when the Lord, your God, enlarges your territory. The Message Bible says when God, your God, expands your territory as he promised he would do, and you say I'm hungry for meat because you happen to be craving meat at that time, then go ahead and eat as much as you want. And this time, meat was considered a luxury. They were not eating meat. They were meat. Your, your animals were basically livestock to help you with produce and things like that. You were not eating it. But God is saying, and he said here, all right, it's time for you to start eating as much as you want. It was, it was like a season shift. He enlarged them. They, had the, they were going into the promised land that was giving them more land, that was giving them more of what they were even thinking about. And that's what I want to tell you is that God wants to do more to enlarge your territory and your reach. And he's saying, eat as much as you want, move out as much as you want. Hear what I'm saying and be obedient and powerful and and confident and bold and doing exactly what he's called you to do. He's saying that there is territories that he wants you to break open that only you can do it, people of God. The territories he has for you. I can't go into the same territories as my husband and he can't go into the same territories God has called me to do. However, together, we can take back some land. 
And you have to realize, too, when you do go into another territory, it's not exactly what people have said to you. You can't take a territory based on what someone else said. Or you can't take a territory based on what you expect it to be. You have to go into this territory and say, Father, what is your prophetic destiny for this territory? God has called me to this church as a prophetic territory until he moves me elsewhere. Because if I cannot fulfill my purpose unless I am here, I look back as how how, um, we started in the back, in the back. And even when I was here, I had my, and I won't say judgments, but my observations about things here. And then I start hearing some stuff from the enemies, which made me want to probably leave. However, God has called me here, starting from the back up to the front to be a pastor and a woman's leader. I didn't want any of this. Let me tell you all, I never wanted any of it. I will still love God and serve God just by sitting here being Latasha, Ben's wife, my girl's mother, a sister to you, and just praying occasionally and doing what I have to do just to get by. I shouldn't say it like that. You guys get what I'm saying now, right? However, when he called me to stretch and enlarge and take territory, the way that I'm able to take territory is I called you to be a pastor. The way he's called me, has me to do a territory, okay, now you're, you're women's leader for right now. All right, another way I'm taking territory, I'm calling you, you gotta preach. You have to do it because I'm calling you to take a territory when you do that. I thank God that Pastor Tom and I are so different even when I, how we minister and how we preach because we need both of them. And it took me a while to understand that because when I first used to hear him, I wanted to be just like him and, and the way he preached. I'm like, I just want that because of how his response he got from the people. I was like, I want to I preach like Pastor Tom. And the Lord convicted me so hard. I was like, I didn't call you to be a Pastor Tom. I called you to be a Pastor Tosh. And despite what anyone thinks or even how I thought, he was like, I called you to be it like this way. Because sometimes the enemy tries to hit me with my personality because I'm so hee 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 up there. And I'm like, Lord, maybe people don't take me serious because I'm so funny. And I like to, guys, I'm called you to be exactly the way you are and how you're supposed to minister. Because there are some people that perhaps I can hit and reach that maybe PT can't hit and reach. And that's why you have to look at yourself and individually your ministry that God has called you to be that you have to do it because he made you that way. And don't be upset because you're not like somebody else or because they're not responding the way you minister or you pray a different way. And you're like, well, she prays this way. He prays that way. God is saying he's calling you to be you and pray the way he called you to pray and minister the way he called you to minister. Amen. Because like I said, it doesn't matter. He called you to break open territories, no matter how old, how young, how black, how white, how Italian. (laughs) I saw Meryl's Italian. (laughs) Lulu, PT, I'm a Pastor Ted. I'm a Sicilian, by the way. I'm a Sicilian. I'm Sicilian. (laughs) Amen. He has called you to be a conqueror in these territories. Any conquerors in the building? I'm telling you, the place you are feeling right now, where you're at right now, I have to make sure I stress that, is not your destiny. It is only the course that you are walking through because God has to teach you some things and to train you. There's things that I went through that I know I couldn't even be the minister I am today unless I went through it. So I thank God for the courses. I thank him for that. You may not be thanking him when you're going through it, but I want to tell you where you are right now, it is not final destination for you there is so much more he is going to do there is so much greater and I have to tell you that your ladder people of God is going to be so much greater you may not think it right now or feel it right now but I'm telling you it is so much greater all right God right now I just rebuke the lie the enemy that's telling you right now that's a lie I rebuke every devil that tells you you're not worthy enough to receive the greater that God has for you I rebuke every devil that tells you you are not anointed. Huh? I rebuke every devil that tries to lie to you and tell you God's promises are not true because things did not work out in your life the way you wanted it. I rebuke every demon and devil in hell that tries to come against you and your marriages. I rebuke every demon and devil in hell that tries to come against your families. I rebuke every devil right now in Jesus' name that tries to stop you from your purpose and fulfilling the purpose that God has for your life. I rebuke it right now. I rebuke the devil from trying to stop you, move out, and the good things that God has for you. The latter will be greater. He said it. Yes. 
He doesn't lie. Everything that comes out of God's mouth is true. What the devil says is a lie. But I'm here to tell you your ladder will be greater. And there's no devil in hell that's going to stop you from doing what God has called you to do. There's no devil in hell. He's already defeated. Who receives that today? He's already defeated. Your marriage will survive. Huh? You have enough money in the bank. He's a provider. Huh? Like I said earlier, he makes a way when it looks like there's no way. He's a miracle worker, baby. He's so good to us. It doesn't matter where you're at right now. I'm telling you that God has greater and bigger things in store for you. It doesn't matter what you feel right now. Rebuke your feelings right now. It doesn't matter what you feel or what you even think. I'm telling you that God is there for you. He's already fought the fight. He's not going back to the cross. He doesn't have to lose any more blood for you, but he did it. Don't let it go to waste. Don't let his precious blood go to waste because you're in your feelings and your thoughts. God is saying, arise, arise, people of God, enlarge and allow him to stretch you. Glory to God. I'm telling you, I'm believing for total restoration of everything the enemy has tried to steal from you. I believe in total restoration on what the enemy can continue to come to you and try to take. I believe total restoration on what he tried and what he did take. But God is restoring. He's restoring God. The years that you may have lost, God is restoring it a hundredfold. Come on. I'm telling you, he wants to do something so new and so supernatural in your life that only if you open up and you just receive it. Glory to God. Telling you, you may not be doing exactly what you want or what you sense in your heart, but God is saying, baby, you just hold on a little bit longer because when these doors start swinging wide open, all you have to do is walk through them. That's favor. Just walk through them. Glory. I'm almost done. Holy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your anointing, God. Thank you for what you're doing in your people, Jesus. Thank you that they receive it. Thank you, Father. We have victory, God. We have victory. We have the victory. When you have the victory, huh? You got the victory, which means you had to fight sometimes. But you know, when you fight, God says you already have the victory. Glory, Jesus. All right, Jesus. He's so good. It's okay. Go ahead and praise him. You can go ahead. We're not in that big of a rush. Let him speak to you. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let's go to Philippians. Philippians 1. It gets me fired up because when I, I sense the enemy tries to, tries to steal your purpose and destiny because you felt there was a setback. When in actuality, God is just trying to set you up for something that's so much greater and bigger for you. It's so much better. You got something? You want something right now? At the end? Okay. Philippians 1.6. And I'm convinced and sure of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will continue into the day of Jesus Christ right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. That's good. He who begun a good work in you will finish it to full completion. God is so good. He's not going to leave you halfway through, midway through. It's going to be full completion. You're going to see a complete 360 turn and go, oh, this is what you were doing, God. Oh, this is why that happened. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to do full, full. He already knows what you're thinking. Oh, God, he's so good. He already knows what you're thinking right now. He knows exactly where you're at. And he loves us anyway. Jesus. Come on, get yourself out of the way. Dare to be uncomfortable. Oh, 
that's tough. Dare to be uncomfortable. Do things that might be a little different and unconventional. That's how you're being stretched and enlarged. Go ahead and pray for that person when you feel like, no, this is weird. People are going to look at me. Go ahead and give that money to someone when God is speaking to you to give some money. That's doing something unconventional if you never did that. Go ahead and write that book. Go ahead and step out and start a ministry. Huh? Do things that God is speaking to you right now. The dreams that you've had for years, God is saying, step out and do that right now. Enlarge yourself. Huh? God never changed his mind about you when he spoke that 10 years ago. He never changed his mind. He might have changed the method. Because he changed the method does not mean he changed his mind. Oh, that's a good God. He never changes like that. It's you. So I'm telling you, with the enlargement and the stretching, that means your season changed. That's okay. That means friends have changed. That's okay. Right? All of that may change, but never your purpose. Never your purpose. It's time for you to leave the familiarity alone in the back and completely change your mindset for the miraculous. And what I mean by that, I'm going to give you an example of what I, what I mean when I say change your mindset and don't go by just what you're seeing here. When Jesus did his first miracle at the wedding of Cana, Cana, is that how you say it? Cana. Um, and Mary said, told the servers, do whatever he tell you to do. Okay. So the servers are going, we out of wine. Well, the first thing Jesus says is go fill those pitchers up with water. Now, how many of you here would go, Jesus, you do know wine comes from grapes. <laughs> what do you mean fill it up with water? Okay, we'll fill it up with water. And they filled it up with water. And as they were pouring it out, there was wine. And the people are like, this is the best wine ever. Why you say this for last? Huh? So let me tell you, you may look like your water. Glory to God. Ooh, I feel that in my bones. Thank you, Jesus. You may look like you water, but if God is calling you wine, baby, you just got to take that picture of water and you got to have the wine type faith to be able to go and say, here you go, Scott, I'm pouring the wine. It's wine, it's wine, and you're pouring the wine. It's not water. You got to have that type of faith that even though it looks like, oh, Jesus, this is not, this is not right. This cannot be wine. You just said fill it with water. God is saying it may look like don't let the enemy base everything by what you're seeing. It may look like, but up in here, in your spirit, in that river, you got to pour it out. And that's it. That's the wine. Because you have wine on the inside of you that needs to be poured out supernaturally to other people. It may sense like it's not right. It may look like it may feel like this is not right. But you take that picture. You be one of those people and you go and fill it up because Jesus is saying fill it up with water. And you're one of those ones who's pouring it out saying, I know this is wine because that's how God is. You trust him at his word, even though it looks weird. You trust him at his word, even though you're like oh, in your mind, it doesn't it doesn't even look right. It doesn't even it's not even possible. It's not possible to make wine with water. You need grapes. But even though God is, if he's having you do something that doesn't even seem possible, God is telling you to step out and do it because it's possible, because he backed it, because of his word. Because Jesus said, get the water, it's turning to wine, he backed it with his word. And everything he said to you, he's backing it with his word. Amen? Have the wine type of faith. That's something new. Wine faith. I don't mean go home and drink wine. <laughs> wine type of faith. Amen. Because expansion is coming, people of God. The territories are coming that God has called you to take. Allow him to stretch you. Allow him to enlarge you. Huh? Because there are areas that God wants to take you in that you didn't even think was possible. You didn't even think was imaginable. But he's taking you there. Huh? Hallelujah. Can we give it up for Jesus? Thank you, Lord. Come on, Papa Tat. Come Papa Tat. CD. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Isaiah 54 for just a minute. God just wants to put a little um, icing on the cake here this morning. The cake has been so de deliciously good. And the word of God says, um, enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth. 
the curtains of thy habitations, spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. Now, let me ask you a question this morning. Which comes first, the cords or the stakes? All right, listen carefully. God is using this example here because it's a timely illustration. It's a timely illustration. In the days of Isaiah, okay, tents were a normal habitation for many people. Amen? He's talking to people that many of whom were nomads. They were in a situation where they were uh, uh, being uh, transported almost on a weekly basis from one locale to another. And so they knew all of the machinations, if you like, of not only tent building, but tent construction and tent uh, erection, okay? So when God uses this as an example, every single piece of it has got meaning and significance to it, okay? The stakes are put in the ground first, and particularly when it comes to a time of extension and enlargement. You see, theoretically, if it was mom and dad living in the tent and the baby started to come along, it was time for what? Time for a new house. Time for extension. Time for enlargement. So what would happen is stakes would be put in the ground and then there was curtains that were put over the stakes and cords to lengthen or extension um, the, the main structure, if you like, which was the tent. Okay? Now, I can remember, and Pastor Tasha really hit the nail on the head when she said that each of us, each of us have got an opportunity to grow. God is stretching us, but we have to plant the stake, okay? Susan, when you went forth to feed and to minister to the homeless, do you remember the very first time you did it? Your knees were having fellowship with one another, and you said to yourself, what am I doing here, crazy lady? And the two of you, when you were called to pastor and to preach, said the same thing. Amen? And Fatima, when you went out on the boats, you planted a stake. Amen? Amen? Yeah. I, I can remember many, many years ago, I was in my office one day, and I had an Assembly of God a pastor with me, and he and I were chatting a little bit, talking about things in business and things in the ministry. And I said to him, um, Pastor, I'm about to go and do something I've never done before. And he said, oh, what, what's that? Uh, I said, I, I've been called to do a men's retreat some 1,300 miles away up in Long Island. And I've never done that before. And he came back to me and he said, yeah, but God has. <laughs> Boy, did that shut me up quickly. And let me just start thinking. See, what I, what I had to do at that time was to plant a stake. Amen? And some 25 years ago when Rodney Howard Brown uh, laid hands on me and said, go. Well, we had, some, we had gone somewhat because our ministry was uh, a traveling ministry, an itinerant ministry of sorts. Uh, Joni and I ministered to married couples throughout the country and actually th throughout other places as well. But now this was a whole new thing. I had a new title. It was called Evangelist, Revivalist. I'd never done that before, you know. But when we made our first move and put the stake in the ground, what happened next is that God lengthened our cords. Okay? 
So God is always there to lengthen your cord. And when he lengthens your cord, what comes along with it is the anointing. What comes along with it is the grace. What comes along with it is the, are the open doors. You see, doors that you think are closed, doors that you never saw as being open, now suddenly they are open. But when you plant the stake, you take a step in faith. Hello. You take a step in faith. And it's important for you to take that step in faith because when you do, God acknowledges it. And he lengthens your tenth. He extends your tenth. And that's what he wants to do for all of us. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Not going to apologize for the gospel. But this gospel is an action gospel. It is a proactive gospel. And it's meant for each and every one of us, each and every one of us, that God can use in one shape, form, or another. Missionaries, evangelists, teachers, prophets, you, you name it. God wants to use you. You plant the stake, and he'll extend the cords. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory, glory. Mm. A lot of wonderful preaching going on today, amen? <laughs> amen. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that this house is a house of prayer. This house is a, a house of praise and, and worship. And it is also a house of instruction, Lord God, where your son is raising up people in your admonition, in your care, your kingdom teachings, Lord, hallelujah. And we give you praise for that. We thank you that all that was said today, Father God, was uh, designed by you and orchestrated by you, Father. And we pray that it, it goes deep into our hearts. And may we meditate, it, meditate on it the rest of the week. We give you all the praise, all the divine glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Treasure Coast Victory Center, visit us at mytcbc.com.